0: You're listening to the Platte
1: River Bard. All right, hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger.
0: And I'm Sherry Berger.
1: And we are here today uh, with Andy Park, the artistic director from the Nebraska Repertory Theater. We are so happy. To, uh, to have you here with us. And we actually, we, we're here with
2: you at your place. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. You're th- welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to Lincoln and for talking to us about the rep. I'm really excited to tell you all our all of our plans.
0: We're so excited to be back. I know I was able to meet with you last year. Yes. Uh, gosh, no, no.
1: No, two years. Two oh, years two ago. Years. Sorry, we got a missing year. Yeah, we had that oh. dark year, the <laughs> pandemic <dark> year.
0: year. <laughs> <laughs> I've already skipped past it. It's know, not we even were, over we, yet. We skipped
1: ahead. But yes,
0: uh, we we were able to talk to you about uh, 1,000 Words, which was an amazing production that we just absolutely fell in love with, and so we're really happy to be back here with you.
2: Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Welcome to Lincoln. Thank
0: (laughs) you. (laughs) Well, and Andy, you have such an impressive bio. Um, I... I have
1: done a lot of different kind of things.
0: Yes, and unexpected. You're, you're such an asset to UNL to have and to lead this program. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk a little bit about you because I know that originally you did some things in Ohio and then Chicago, and the the things that you did in Chicago I think are quite interesting because they revolved around aquatic shows. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about how did you get into that and how did that all work?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know it's crazy. I think when you get a theater degree, you never know what's going to happen. It's kind of like you don't really get a degree, they give you a book of matches yeah. and then you like go out and you just strike them and you see what catches fire. Yeah. And then you then the flame sort of takes off. Yeah. And for me, you know, I was in grad school in Chicago and I thought I'm never going to leave Chicago. I love it here. Mm-hmm. And when I when I graduated, I'd worked on a show with a theater company and the next thing I knew, I was all Offered a chance to be artistic director of Cirque Shanghai, which was a Chinese acrobat show. I'd never been out of the country, let alone to China. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I took off to China, and I started working um, on making these shows. They would come to Navy Pier, and then I would travel with them. They'd go to like a casino, like in the Tropicana Casino in Atlantic City, and I did this for a few years. And then one day, I saw this ad, and Shed Aquarium was looking for an artistic director. And I thought, wow, I'm a freelance director and they're offering benefits. They're offering year round salary. I could get used to working with dolphins, I think. sure." And so I applied for it and I, I eventually got it. And they saw a parallel from working with the Chinese acrobats and not speaking the language and working with trainers to working with animals, animal trainers and not speaking the the language. language. language (laughs) Yes. And so we converted that space into this huge amphitheater um, that, you know, and it was a a multi-species show. We had dolphins, beluga whales, penguins, sea lions, birds of prey, and even dogs um, and humans as well. (laughs) And let me tell you, you can... The, the animals are more reliable yes, in many, many ways. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I understand this. Oh, my God. Especially after the last year. I understand yeah. this well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I did it for 10 years, and, you know, I, I started to think, man, I'm— I'm going to get up there and I'm going to be the animal show guy. And then movies like Blackfish and these other movies came out and I'm like, Uh, I'm going to be the animal show guy and no one's going to be doing animal shows. uh, It's time to get back to my roots and back to the theater. And so um, I saw this opportunity pop up and I thought, man, coming to Nebraska could be amazing. Run an equity theater, the only one Mm -hmm. in the state of Nebraska. Yeah. And it just seemed like an opportunity I couldn't pass up.
0: I Mm. don't blame you at all. So you're originally from Ohio?
2: I'm originally from Indiana. Indiana. Um, But when I was an undergrad at Indiana State University, I was hired. I'm a ventriloquist, and I was hired to... Be a ventriloquist out on the showboat on the banks of the Ohio and Muskegon River. Okay, And then before I knew it, I was the interim artistic director. I was like 19. I had no business being that position, but I did it then for the next two years and that helped me get into grad school and that sort of launched my journey. So that's, that was the Ohio reference in there.
1: Now as a ventriloquist, who was who were some of your big heroes as a ventriloquist?
2: Well, probably, you know, Edgar Bergen, okay. above all. I mean, I, I love Edgar Bergen. But, you know, growing up with, like, Sherry Lewis and that sort of thing as yes. well. And um, But, yeah, those were probably the, the biggest ones for me. Uh,
1: at a very specific point in time, uh, Chuck and Bob from Soap.
2: Oh yeah, and I know I what you're that, talking about. Yes, yeah. and
1: which which if you didn't kind of live in that time, because I, I never see soap replayed. So I like I say soap, people are like, what? And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't think anybody knows that. Anymore. I only know it because
2: <laughs> you know like looking up ventriloquist things yes. and I and I saw that. And apparently yeah. that
1: guy was really amazing and did it for years. And uh, yeah, he was he was incredible. I, that was like one of the big ones for me growing yeah. up. But it was a very specific point yeah. in time. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like like
2: late night Comedy Central or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Edgar. and Charlie McCarthy much more popular. I remember,
1: you know, watching him growing up, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if
2: you did. watched him live, you probably saw his mouth moving a lot because, you know, he yeah. was a radio ventriloquist for well, so long, you know. true. <laughs> he did come from radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, you know, with this whole mask mandate we've been under, I mean, everyone can be a ventriloquist. I mean, it really put me out of work. <laughs> 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 that is funny.
0: Yes. I probably have said many things underneath my mask. <laughs> I, that's become Where a did thing that come yeah, I think that's become a thing now in America. Yeah, you got
1: the mask going.
0: Well, and I think that's probably really shaped how you have looked at theater. I mean, even just with one thousand words, you were talking about um, you know, and we did it was in it was in puppets mm-hmm. and talking about life and and basically the journey, the hero's journey. Yes, and so neat that those worlds kind of mesh together because you you have an interesting take on stuff. I'm just fascinated by it.
2: Yeah, you know, puppetry is so universal, and you find it in every culture, and it's all the way down there, usually around the people that are playing drums and doing percussion, and it's one of the oldest forms. You know, you know, you think about, you know, um, the Greeks used to, you know, go, what was the place that they would go to to hear all the answers? They would ask the questions of the... Of oh, the, the oracle. The yes. oracle. Oh, Thank yeah. you. I couldn't think of it. And, yeah. you know, a lot of ventriloquist history is, is that, that that they were probably ventriloquists that were throwing their voices. <laughs> Oh, and convincing these people that the gods were speaking so
0: yeah Absolutely. That is an interesting thought. I had never thought about it that way. So all of this, you've had time to prepare for this season, probably been thinking about what you wanted to do. And
1: rethinking.
0: Yes. And, yeah. Yes. And starting and over. And not knowing may, what it was yeah. going to be like on yeah.
2: top of it. Yeah. It's been one pivot after another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but somehow it's like we're coming around to doing all these things we've been wanting to do. Cool. And now they finally get to happen. It's very exciting. That is exciting.
0: So. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. I know that you're just coming out with your season and yes. I've been anxious to see. I kind of had an idea what you guys might be doing, but I was really anxious to see what the specifics are?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's so new. We're, we're we're not even sure what it is yet. So you yeah. oh, say mean, it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> literally, it just came out like this morning, a it few did. hours ago. It so. did. <laughs> I,
2: I, yeah, and
0: what I had heard before, I felt like I was sworn to secrecy, so oh. I have not yes. said a word. So
2: yes, yes, yeah. Well, thank you for keeping <laughs> for keeping our secrets. <laughs> so this year, we're actually we're going on a journey. All so right. we're going on a journey through a magical forest, across the sea to an ancient wall and then back home again. So we start by going through a magical forest and that is Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh It is the the most popular of Shakespeare's plays and it is magical. You've got puck bouncing around through the forest, casting spells, causing mischief. It's a great deal of fun. We have some amazing um, professional actors that we've brought in for the show. Really excited about it. And Christina Kirk, who is the executive director of the rep and director of the school, she is actually directing it. And she comes from a Shakespeare family. Her family is Shakespeare royalty. They Ah. used to run like Illinois Shakespeare Festival and like her father did and all this. So it's really, it's really tremendous. And then we're actually... Doing something very unusual. We're actually going to go on a journey into the demented mind of Shakespeare. I think a lot mm. of times people think of Shakespeare as oh, elitist and yes. he's so smart. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's also demented. Yeah. And and he has got some crazy characters and nuts things going on in his plays. So we thought we would launch Shakespeare. Shakespeare is a haunted attraction. It's a new annual edition. And so what happens is the audience goes in pursuit of one of his lost plays. And along the way, all of the characters from his other plays who, who are trying to keep this play from coming out, okay. um, <laughs> they're jealous of it. They are trying to thwart you along the way. So you have to deal with witches. You have to deal with Titus Andronicus. Ugh. You have to deal with all. <laughs> you have to deal with so many scary oh facets. And it is a it is if you know Shakespeare, you're going to see like Easter eggs everywhere. Yes. Right. If you don't know Shakespeare, you're gonna have you're gonna be scared in the classiest way possible. <laughs> really cool. yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Oh, that sounds wow. super neat. So
0: what would one do if they didn't know Shakespeare very well and they didn't want to be scared? What well, what do you suggest?
2: I think you better come with somebody that you can hold <laughs> on to. Because you're gonna you're gonna walk through it and you know it's witches and it's mad people, and it's mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. you yeah. know, Shakespeare was a brilliant mind that was able to write all of these really incredible characters. And you don't have to even know a single thing about the play. You know, sometimes I think about, like, I think that if you look at, like, how Circus had sort of diminished and then Cirque du Soleil sort of reinvigorated the industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, couldn't something like Shakespeare like reinvigorate the imagination about Shakespeare? Mm. You know, he's become, you know, sort of that elitist entertainment. But he was designed to be populist. Yeah. Like everyone came to see Mm -hmm. Shakespeare. So so if you don't know anything about him, come and 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 enjoy like these crazy characters that, that he wrote. You'll get scared along the way, you'll have fun, lots of laughs. It's gonna be really fun.
0: Wow. So is this something that there, there'll there be a lot of walking involved, or how is it set? Or maybe you can't tell me. Well, no,
2: sure, I can tell you. So um, you're basically, it, it mainly takes place in the um, studio theater. Okay. And um, and so people will line up outside of the building. We're building this huge, rough-wearing skull that that is like the head of Shakespeare that you literally enter um, from from outside. It will be (laughs) mounted to the outside of the building. And then you'll move into what we're calling the Shakespeare Archives, and that's where your journey will begin. So you'll be in small groups. So okay. like about 10 people will, will start the experience together, and then they, that, they get divided up even more. So you kind of are oh. self-guided with the people that you come with. Oh, neat. And you'll go through the experience, and you weave through. And if you've been into a haunted house before, you kind of know how it works. Right, it's a right. little bit different. There's more immersive theater aspects to it, mm-hmm. but it's going to be so much fun. And um, I think people will want to come back to see it yeah. even again and again. so That sounds really what neat. What an
0: interesting idea.
2: Yes, I love it.
0: I do too.
1: I, we got to come. Well, <laughs> and you know, it really
0: fits in with this building because legend has it that the temple...
1: That's right. Is is a tad bit haunted. Supposedly there's a ghost or two walking around. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that is what I've heard. Now, I have not had any personal encounters. No apparitions. Yeah. (laughs) Not yet. Nothing yet. Not not yet, but I I know many (laughs) people that swear that they have. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. I've
1: heard that from another person or two that's worked here, that they've heard there are some people
2: that are like, yep, nope, we saw something. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, they're friendly to theater. They must be friendly to theater. Yes. Yeah. Must be. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you know so going along our journey after Shakespeare yes. we have we we journey to the sea and so we started mm. a couple years ago we started a multi-year collaboration with the St. Louis Black Repertory Company yeah. and it has been so rewarding mm-hmm. we've we've co-produced several events together and here is the biggest one we've attempted so what's happening is we're doing this play don'trell who kissed the sea it's an amazing play ron Himes, the uh, the artistic director from the black rep will be here in residence along with we're bringing black rep designers black rep actors and they are working with designers and students that we have here to put on this show it's going to play here And then the show is going to St. Louis to run there as well. It's very ambitious. It's very, very cool. It's us stepping up, trying to be that regional theater, and also to to really talk about things like Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. and to make sure that we are... Inclusive. Stepping into the yeah. inclusive yeah, um, into community it. that we want to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and it's going to be a beautiful show, and people are going to just love it. It's got projection. It, it's just incredible. And so, what's the name um, of it again? It's Dontrell Who Kissed the Sea. Dontrell Who Kissed the Sea. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yep. It's a, new, it. it's a play by Nathan Allen Davis, mm. and it is a good one. It's really, really good. So we're pretty jazzed about it. Can't wait. Um, well, can't I'm wait. I'm
0: familiar with it.
2: Yeah, it, it's pretty new, so it's a, it's oh, a newer okay. one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a newer work, so it's gonna be great. And then we go to the ancient wall. So this is a play called The Way to the Way. And if you liked A Thousand Words, I think this one will be right up your alley. Mm. It, it's <laughs> um, it's got even more large scale puppetry in it, oh, it nice. and it's based on the Dao De Jing which is by Lao Tzu, um, a, a very um, famous philosopher, ancient Chinese philosopher. Mm-hmm. And um, and what I love about this story right now is I feel like everything is so divided and you know we're along party lines, it's right, yes, it's left, it's right. vaccinated, unvaccinated. We have all these different ways that we're sort of dividing ourselves. And the Tao reminds us that guess what? You can pretend that you're divided, and you can have all these ways of categorizing yourself, but at the end of it all, we're all one. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a comforting thing to sort of return to, an Mm -hmm. idea that right now I have personally found to be really um, uplifting. The Tao Te Ching is such a beautiful piece. And people know know stuff from it that they don't even, you know, like that saying, um, a a journey begins with a single step. You know, Uh, that, that comes from the Tao Te Ching. You know, it's such a beautiful text. You can read it, but there's actually this other writer that, is a philosopher who comes after Lao Tzu. His name is Zhuangzi, hmm. and he is the only philosopher I've ever read who is actually hysterical. Um, I mean, he's a comedian. <laughs> he's like, it's like, th- who is this guy? <laughs> Why am I laughing? And he's, he wrote two thousand years ago. Like, what is this? Yeah, you know. But he writes all these crazy fables. And, you know, and so we use some of those stories in the, the way mm. of the way, um, you know, he'll talk about how the Tao is in all things, yeah. including like horse poop and <laughs> the grass and bugs. And, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. it's just such a, an interesting um, an in, it's going to be an interesting show, I think. Really beautiful.
0: That so. is really interesting. And I only know a little bit of the Tao just because I'm an avid reader of Wayne mm. Dyer's works. And <laughs> Oh, you know. yeah.
2: So he, he wrote that really beautiful... Um, he wrote a ver- actually translated the Dao the Te Ching. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, he and, did his own... And, t- oh, nice. and he
0: mentions it quite a bit in all of his books. And I know a lot of his books can kind of sound and look like they're all the same, and, and probably in some ways they are, but I always <laughs> found them really to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I I liked that uh, spirituality. I was very sad when he passed.
1: Yes, he did. He did. That's right. I remember reading about that. Mm -hmm.
0: But I, I don't know of any other... I'm sure there's lots of people that write about the Tao, but... Yes. Yes, yes,
1: there was a a popular book out, and I'll I'll say not too long ago, it was probably like 20 years ago now, called The Tao of Mm Pooh, which I think just about everybody got at one point. Well, yeah, and then of
2: course, you know, know think of the Star Wars trilogy. Like, you know, Yoda is based on Lao Tzu. I mean, you know, he says things like Lao Tzu. And (laughs) and in fact, I actually read of, you know, one person that had done a translation actually approached George Lucas about doing the Tao— of Yoda. And he thought it was an interesting idea, but didn't want it associated with Taoism. And so um, he didn't give them the, the, the rights to do that. But. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so I'm excited cool. about this piece. I think it's going to be that great. Awesome. Um, we also there's, we have the special puppet that we're featuring in it. Ooh. And it's a, it's a Tibetan snow lion. Mm. And it's a two-person, Aww. like very traditional um, puppet. You can't buy it just anywhere. So uh-huh. we had to work with the Himalayan Tibetan School of the Arts in India, oh, wow. and so they actually um, built one for us to use. They're going to be um, mentors to the performers who are going to be learning it, oh, wow. and um, they're just working with us on the show in general, so <laughs> it's really kind of cool to have this that sort of international a collaboration that's happening. So, More
0: connections yeah. since we're all connected.
2: Yeah, so um, I'm really excited about that. And then right after that closes in March, we're opening another show called Traveling Shoes. And this is a, an original piece that Ron Himes from The Black Rep is going to work with the students here. It's going to only have two performances, but it's going to be really cool. And it's going to be it's going to come from the students um, okay. with Ron. And it so it's devised in that so sense. I was going to say, a okay. bit of a devised another theater. Device yeah yeah. That's great. yeah. and so um but you know it's going to be it's going to use poetry and literature and singing and it's going to be um very unique to what that group of people will come up with on their own That's so cool. it's going to be pretty special um and then we end our season and this is in april And this is what I say, you know, we take the journey back home. And so it's Our Town. It's the classic play by by Thornton Wilder. Oh, you guys
0: were going to do that one.
2: We were going to do it. But what's what's unique about it is that we got special permission to have a new score composed for it. So um, Craig Wirtz, who's a New York composer, has composed it. Johnny Dinklage, who who is the (laughs) concertmaster for Hamilton on Broadway, (laughs) he did the orchestrations for it. Wow. And so in... um, in uh, November 13th. November 13th, we're actually going to be at the Rococo Theater and we're going to debut the score. We're bringing in musicians from New York. The composer will be here. Oh, wow. And we're going to let a, a gala audience sort of be the first to hear the score. But even for the show wow. proper, we're going to have a, a live string quartet and pianist that will play and underscore the show. It's going to be really wow. beautiful and special. So, that uh, is that's special. that's our season, that's the journey of our season.
0: That is amazing. Yeah. It's it's so inventive too on top of it all. I love it.
1: That's a that's a huge deal, rescoring our town. I, yeah. mean, that, yeah. I, I don't want to just kind of blow by that. that that's like a big deal that
2: they, yeah. were, that, that they allowed you to, yeah. to, to change, sort of officially do it. Yeah, it's, you know, because you know, you're dealing with, you know, when mm, you deal with the states, you know, their whole idea is to protect the... Yeah, yeah. Right. that's why that's just like, wow. It, it's, I, it's really special. It's kind
1: of unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's amazing. And you guys get to debut it here, which is really yeah. something special. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is neat. Yeah, that is, that's a huge deal. That you so, don't just get to change something like Our Town. You know what I yeah. mean? That's like one of those
0: solid. So I wonder if it'll be solid, an option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it'll be an option for those theaters that do Our Town to have a different score or if it's yeah. just Yeah, those.
2: Yeah. I mean, that is certainly the composer hopes that it, this mm-hmm. it'll be a more um, you know, kind just of gives it a second more contemporary. life. You yeah, know, everybody exactly. kind of rediscovers it because yeah. oh, hey, it's, you know, Kind yeah, of, kind of a different score, and yeah. mm-hmm. and people will now rediscover it. And you know, and I think that's kind of the whole view of that show in general. The director that we have, his name is Arthur Feinsod, and you know, he's done a lot of work um, all over the place. He's just a very accomplished playwright and director, and all of this. But um, you know, he. His whole vision for this show is that it's not the Our Town that you've come to know. You know, like the country bumpkin, well, how you doing? Welcome to Our Town. You right. know, so the, our, the so we actually have an actor who we're bringing in from Trinidad, Michael Cherry, who's going to be the stage manager and, and he is going to take you on the journey. So he is an outsider. And the whole idea is what would Our Town look like? If we had not been divided by race, if we had not been divided by gender, if we had not mm-hmm. like made all these decisions early as a country, yeah. if we could have had, you know, what would it look like? What would the families look like? So it's going to be extremely diversely wow. cast. We're gonna, you know, sort of tear down some of the standards and and how the characters are cast, even on lines of gender and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I think it's going to be a pretty phenomenal production. Oh, and I can't wait. Push the envelope a little bit. That
0: sounds wonderful. So if so, if someone were an ep- equity artist and they wanted to audition there, there are, there are ways for them to audition for some of these shows.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. So we currently are already cast for this, uh, this semester you know because the (laughs) reps the rep schedules coincides with the academic calendar right and so um in the so midsummer is already cast dontrell is already cast but our town will be having um auditions in october and so equity actors and even community actors non-equity actors can also audition um and they'll be considered as well so and uh and guest artists with the rep, whether you're union or non union, it is paid. So mm-hmm. we we pay our artists here. So yeah. very nice.
0: But your first one is coming up. Yeah, midsummer than...
2: opens on September twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Yes, that is really just a couple of weeks away. That's yeah. right.
0: It's very close. Gosh, it is. This... And
2: Shakespeare opens on uh, October 15th and closes on Halloween. Uh... Okay, and you, so you guys will be doing a Halloween night We are. Cool. We're doing it. I know a lot of times people don't, but. Right. Uh, oh, no, that'll be cool. Yeah, you got to do that'll it.
1: That'll be cool. <laughs> got to do a Halloween
0: night It might even be a full moon then. I should look.
1: Ooh. Are we getting a full moon
0: Halloween this year? I, we did last year.
1: Oh, that. Cool. Oh, Let me check maybe my Maybe not this year. Then.
0: Full moon, October 20th. Woo. So you have three nights. Yeah, you get a full moon on the twentieth. So yeah. that's a Wednesday, and it really will be pretty full on the nineteenth, and then it's usually three nights. So that Friday okay. and Saturday, you'll have a full moon. You could. That
2: is fantastic. With, we need baby. to get a werewolf running around on the top of the building. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Annie
0: Park, I'm
1: thank sorry. you. Thank you so thank much you. for coming Thank you, you guys us. so much. I've
0: enjoyed my time talking to you. It's so great to see you. Well,
2: good to see you guys too. Yes. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear about what you've been what you were able to do during the pandemic to keep oh. the pirate stuff going. <laughs> oh my <That's laughs> god. So awesome. So
1: weird. I love it. And it's so nice to be back in front of people now. As it's especially the outdoor events are going great guns, and it's nice to see people.
0: Well, and community. I'm just so glad that you can announce your season and and be able to move forward yes and And i can't wait it sounds like incredible students get to 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 move forward as well yes yeah
2: yeah it's going to be a great year we have a great season and i can't wait to share it with everyone so
0: wonderful well thank you for your time yes thank
2: you thank you very much andy park artistic director at the nebraska repertory theater
3: All right, thank you very much to Andy Park for joining us here on The Bard, and let's quickly run down the Nebraska Rep Theater's season dates. The dates for A Midsummer Night's Dream are September 29th through October 10th. Shakespeare is October 21st through October 31st. Dontrell, Who Kissed to the Sea, is November 10th through November 21st. Away to the Way is February 23rd, through March 6th, 2022. And Our Town is April 13th through April 24th, 2022. Now, there's a special event, a gala event, fundraising event on December 13th called Twilight at the Rococo, where they will be singing just all of the music and doing the songs from Our Town. For all of these, tickets are available online now at nebraskarep.org. The box office phone number is 402-472-1619.
0: Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.